visit Cape and Cowl Comics at 1601 Clay Street in downtown Oakland, California, open every day, or online at capeandcowlcomics.com. Welcome to the Cape and Cowl Comics Podcast. I'm your host today, Rainier. I'm joined today by Henry Liu. What's up? Wow, today is May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. Official Star Wars Day of the Year. Yes. It's a uh, crazy week to be a nerd. So much going on. There is a lot going on right now. We've got Guardians of the Galaxy coming out uh, officially tomorrow. Yes. May the 5th. Mm-hmm. And we also have Free Comic Book Day uh, on the same oh, on the 6th, Saturday the 6th, right? Yeah, one after another. A lot going on. It's the comic trifecta, if you will. <laughs> yep, totally. <laughs> and, you know, before we dive into all of that, I just wanted to bring something up. Like, on a previous episode, uh, when Aton was here, he posed the question about the scheduling of the Silicon Valley Comic Con. He noticed that this year's con happened at the very like the same time as the C2E2 convention in Chicago. Very notable because both conventions are pretty big and it was it seemed kind of odd to him that both were scheduled at the exact same time, right? Uh, so he actually posed the question Oh, did did this happen last year? And I pretty much immediately dismissed it, saying, oh, no, no, I'm almost 100% positive that it didn't. Well, after a little bit of fact-checking, you know what? It did happen at the exact same time last year, 2016. Very mysterious. C2E2 and Silicon Valley Comic Con for two years in a row have been scheduled for the exact same weekend. Ooh, the DC and Marvel of conventions, <laughs> the Coke and Pepsi of conventions. You know, and even a little bit stranger is the fact that the cons didn't happen the same month, uh, year to year. So this year it happened in April, like late April. And last year it happened in like mid-March. So both cons, shifting months, but still coinciding on the same weekend. I don't know about you, it smells like a conspiracy theory to me. You know, the more I think about it, maybe it's their answer to there's a convention on one coast. Well, let's have one on the other for people that can't yeah. make it. Yeah. But that also is that is also a testament to show how many conventions are happening uh, nowadays. There's so many conventions. It's almost like weekend after weekend. There's a new yeah. convention everywhere. Yeah, we were talking about that a little bit previously about, well, there's just so many. So maybe planners aren't even considering when other big cons are happening elsewhere in the country. Maybe they're just scheduling it out. But it seems like a, a, a definite... More than a coincidence that these two big cons would happen at exactly the same time two years in a row. And we also bring that up because uh, San Francisco Comic Con is happening the same weekend as Sacramento's SAC Anime Con. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. So, And that one is, is a bit strange, maybe stranger because it's in the same area. It's, you know, both Northern California conventions. You would think they wouldn't want to do something like that because it you know, they take away from each other's attendees. So I don't know, you know, weird, right? Yeah. Although they are both in California, you could do one Saturday, you could do one Sunday. There you go. But San Jose and Chicago, kind of a stretch. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know, but that, it, it just kind of raised an eyebrow. You know, the main thing is I wanted to, you know, kind of correct myself. I was pretty adamant in that episode about, no, no way they had it the same weekend two years in a row. But after some fact-checking, they were indeed on the same weekend. Can you so. imagine a comic convention scheduling at the weekend or the week of uh, Comic-Con? <laughs> yeah. What a disaster that yeah. would be, right? Someone, someone's going to get fired <laughs> if that happened. <laughs> Okay, what else we got? Uh, let's see. We've got uh, today's Star Wars Day, May the fourth. Yeah. Yes, indeed. And we, you know, we were talking about this, and you know, if we were to record an episode of this podcast on May the fourth, it'd be a crime not to mention Star Wars and talk a little Star Wars. So yeah, May the fourth be with you, and uh, yeah, let's talk some Star Wars. You know, in my mind nowadays. There's so much Star Wars, man. Like, you, we, we get a new Star Wars movie every year. Look how spoiled we are. I know. It's, it's, it's pretty awesome, you know? But at the same time, it, it takes a, away from how special it was before, where it was a rarity that we, we would get a Star Wars movie. You so know? it diminishes the magic a little bit? You know, I had I have to say a little bit, you know, you know, with the expectation that every year in the foreseeable future we're going to get a new Star Wars movie. Yeah, you know, like it's it's not quite that special. At the same time, the quality of these last two movies, you know, it it's you can't help but get excited, you know, even if it is every year, right? You know, they're doing they're they're doing a good job with these new movies for yeah. sure, right? Yeah, I, I think they certainly learned a lot from <laughs> George Lucas's latest uh, installment. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if there's any benefit from those prequels, maybe we're seeing it now. Maybe it's lessons learned, you know, how not to do a Star Wars movie, right? So, you know, a little silver lining, perhaps. One step back, two steps forward? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> you know, another thing I was thinking about is how not only are these Star Wars movies coming out every year, they're coming out at the same time every year, you know? So they've kind of changed the whole landscape of the holiday season, right? So oh, that's right. You know, in, in a quick couple years, they've made... Star Wars part of the holiday experience, you know, along with Black Friday, Christmas <laughs> shopping, all that stuff, you know, that it's part of like what you gotta do. Everyone does it. You go see a new Star Wars movie, right? Isn't that crazy? They just changed the whole culture. Oh man, imagine how they're cashing in with merchandising around the time of the holidays. Maybe that's the play. Maybe that's why they're there every uh, holiday. I think you just you just uh, figured it all out, man. I think that's the key. It's all about the bottom line, selling merchandise. Uh, oh, yeah. The geniuses at Disney. <laughs> Hard at yeah. work. Yes, indeed. Um, cool. Any other thoughts about May the 4th? <laughs> I don't think there's anything. There hasn't been anything released regarding Star Wars um, except for the last trailer. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. So I feel like we don't have much to really chew on right now in terms of star wars yeah until maybe the next trailer comes out that might be a good time to go into a little bit more depth yeah, yeah that that trailer that initial trailer for the last jedi it didn't show that much you know we kind of griped about oh they show everything now but actually that trailer 
it was a teaser you know that you didn't see much you know it just gave you a little bit of a, a little taste of, right. of what's to come that's about it but we did see all the same familiar faces yeah we did hear luke skywalker speak at the very beginning of that trailer which that's is right. a nice nod to everyone poking fun of mark hamill not having a single piece of dialogue for the 30 seconds he was on screen <laughs> right yeah that's true i mean they kind of addressed that right away this boom first trailer you hear luke skywalker's voice he which does he, speak yeah i mean yeah i didn't think of that that's the first time in you know since uh return of the jedi since we've heard luke skywalker speak you know at all it was you know uh, a new any kind of new dialogue right as luke skywalker not the Joker. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I still hear the Joker every time I hear oh, yeah? Mark Hamill. Yeah. It's, I can't <laughs> get it out of my head because he's the definitive Joker voice for me. I'm uh-huh. sure for a lot of people. Hey, that, that'd be a good test. You know, you just play play a clip of Luke, uh, Luke um, Mark Hamill speaking, not as a Joker or as Luke Skywalker, and to, to ask someone, like, you know, a nerd, who do you hear? Do you hear the Joker or do you hear... <laughs> Luke Skywalker, you know, that, that might be like the litmus test for whether you're a Star Wars fan or a Batman fan or maybe even more generally a sci-fi fan or a comics fan, right? Yeah. Yeah. Should do that test sometime. Just bust it out. <laughs> and I hope everyone knows that Mark Hamill has played the Joker, has voiced the Joker in the animated series. If you don't know that... Shame on you. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cool. Yeah, I think we can move on yeah. from there. Let's talk about uh, Free Comic Book Day. Okay. Oh, but you know what? Before uh, before that, I think it might be worth mentioning the the Defenders trailer. Oh, right. right. Yeah. How could we forget? That's right. So Netflix released the first trailer for the Netflix show Defenders. And I don't know about you, but I got pretty damn stoked for this show after seeing this trailer. Yeah, man, they're rallying up Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist. Yep. And uh, you could tell they're they're playing this just like the first Avengers movie. You know, um, there's a shot in the trailer. Oh, and maybe we should preface this by giving a little spoiler alert. You know, it's kind of silly to give a spoiler for a trailer, but you know, we do see some stuff here. One of the, one of the things we see is the, the whole squad, like you said, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Daredevil, and Iron Fist in a hallway. It appears they're battling the hand and they're working as a team, you know, and they're, they're kicking some major ass, all four defenders. And it's only, it's down, only, it's only Matt Murdock that's hiding his identity. <laughs> Everyone's like, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> hey, that's a good point. So in that that hallway shot I just mentioned, Daredevil is not in his costume. He's in like a suit, right? He's in his Matt, Matt yeah. Murdock lawyer suit. Yep, but, he's lawyered up. But he's his face is covered, right? Yeah. So well, that's kind of odd, right? You think that's more of a functional thing? Like he needs to have his eyes covered in order to focus? <laughs> he's blind. And he's blind anyway. <laughs> I don't get that. What is it? I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of questions come up from that. He could pull a a play from Clark Kent's book and take his glasses off. (laughs) Sort of the reverse Clark Kent Superman. I don't know. Would that work? That's weird. Yeah. That's bizarre. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. um, These uh, Marvel Netflix shows, 
uh, interestingly, the, the heroes in them seem a lot more realistic than the Marvel Studios movies, right? And um, yeah, it's the, the, the costumes are much more toned down. And we talked a little bit about this, right? The Iron Fist. We, we haven't seen... Still no costume. Still no costume. Not will, even a mask. Will there ever be an Iron Fist costume in these Netflix shows? He got a haircut. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. So he, he's still got frizzy hair, but it's, it's a little shorter. A little right? cleaned up. A little cleaned up. Yeah. But yeah, no, no do-rag... No, no yellow slippers. Oh, you know, there's there's a there's a teaser image I saw where it shows just just their feet. Um, they're sitting. I don't know if they're sitting in a building or an alleyway. Okay. And I, I would have thought they would have had Danny Rand actually without shoes, but everyone's wearing a pair of shoes. Okay. But you can tell who Jessica Jones is, and you know you can tell who Matt Murdock is with his polished, you know, dress shoes. Dress shoes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but Danny Rand is. Uh, yeah, he was he was wearing shoes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what? That makes me think. And you know, in that trailer, now that I think about it, I do believe I saw Iron Fist wearing yellow shoes. Do you remember that? Yellow shoes? Yeah. I mean, they didn't look like those silly kind of ballerina style shoes boots? you see. <laughs> yeah, this though, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, but they are yellow. I think that's the, the slightest of nods to that comic book costume, like yellow New Balances or yellow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're Jesus. like sneakers. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I need to take something a like look at that. that. Yeah. So there is that. But yeah, you know, I wonder the full costume. Will, will we ever see it? I don't know. I also wonder about the Daredevil costume. You know, throughout the trailer, there is one shot of of the Daredevil costume, but it's like in a case. You know, he's not wearing it. So, oh, right, it's a briefcase, right? Yeah. So he's looking at it. Yeah, and throughout the trailer, you never see Matt Murdock wearing the Daredevil costume, so I, I wonder about that, too, you know? It's Maybe kind of it's odd. Maybe it's like cleaners? Uh, who knows? <laughs> yeah, who knows? I think mean, that, that costume must get dirty, like, all the time, so, yeah, maybe <laughs> it is at the cleaners. You know what, though? Of, of all the scenes in that trailer, the one that I was actually most excited about was when Jessica Jones, she was in a, in a holding room, um... And uh, she's talking to, uh, what's that police officer? Oh, uh, name? Misty Knight. Yes. Yeah. Uh, how could I forget her name? Jeez. <laughs> and, uh, and then Matt Murdock walks in. Don't say a word. <laughs> I'm your lawyer now. I thought that was the best part of that teaser trailer. Yeah. 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 Immediately. It's like the first thing you see in the trailer, right? Yeah. Essentially. I, it, it wasn't flashy. It wasn't some cool fight scene. It was just Matt Murdock as a lawyer helping Jessica Jones. Yeah. It's something that you shouldn't necessarily get excited about. But yeah, me too. I got super excited too. Like, it's like, whoa, world's colliding, right? And it's your first taste of, of the, the crossovers that are happening, right? Mm-hmm. So not only did uh, Daredevil first meet Jessica Jones in the trailer, but you see when Luke Cage first meets Iron Fist, which is fucking cool too because, you know, they have a long history in comics of working together, right? So that, that was pretty awesome. To not only see them first meet, but you see them fight too, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of cool. I hope they use the same fight choreographer they used for Daredevil. That's a good, that's a good thing to think about because, yeah, the, the shows, they, they all had a, a style of their own, right? And the fight choreography, most notably, is completely different 
you know, on all four. So I wonder. I, I know you're a big fan of, of the, the fight style in Daredevil. But, yeah, now that they're all together, what's it going to look like? I don't know. I'm curious, too. You know? You think they're just going to immediately like love each other when they get together, <laughs> or do you think they're going to do the sort of standard "I hate you, but let's do it my way, and let's fight a little bit, yeah. and then we'll find common ground, and then we'll work together"? <laughs> I I almost guarantee that there's going to be some tension. You know, the fact that we saw Iron Fist and Luke Cage fighting in the trailer, fighting each other in the trailer, I think that's pretty indicative that they're not going to get along initially. You know, I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one that wants to see. Daredevil beat the shit out of Iron Man, Iron <laughs> Fist. <laughs> oh no, there's. I'm sure there's plenty of people out there too. But um, just just the, for that fight to happen, that'd be cool. You know, I'd love to see that. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I think I know who you'd be rooting for, though. <laughs> you know, I, I'm a big <laughs> Iron Fist fan. I have uh, no shame in that. Um, yeah, hell yeah, yeah. I'd be rooting for for Mr. Danny Rand. Why own not? Own it, Henry. Own it. <laughs> I do own it. Go Iron Fist. <laughs> All right. It's going to be a hell of a fight. <laughs> we'll see. And if it doesn't happen, at least we know that we'll be working together. Oh, let's not forget Iron Fist giving uh, Luke Cage a nice uh, a nice one right on the, on the face, right? Right on the cheek. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that uh, to me is a bit of a callback from the Luke Cage show when there's a thug who <laughs> yeah. punches... Luke Cage in the face and he breaks his hand, you breaks know? Breaks his hand on his face. Yeah, and Luke Cage is like, you know, that's like... Dust it off. Yeah, it's like, you know, he's like, that happens all the time to him probably, but for him to get clocked by Iron Fist and actually feel it and and witness Iron Fist like not breaking his hand, you know, that's got to be a big moment. Danny Rand still gets his ass beat in that trailer, though. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he does. Poor Danny Rand. Come on, man. Throw him a bone. I'm sure there are a lot of people who are who are enjoying that beat down, you know. <laughs> I want to see him in full Iron Fist mode, though. I'm actually, I actually want to, I do want to see that. <laughs> definitely, should be good, man. Yeah. Uh, this this looks good. This looks really good. So I'm I'm definitely looking forward to this. Drops in April or uh, not April, uh, August. So right around the corner. Yeah, coming man. soon. All right. Coming soon. And another, th- uh, real quick, one more thing before talk about free comic book day is guardians of the galaxy volume two volume two right so out saturday yeah so or out uh tomorrow tomorrow really. friday and even more specifically tonight Today, yeah i'm watching it tonight <laughs> i'm watching it tonight at seven yeah that's right so um you know we'll probably we can probably go in depth after we've we've both seen it i will see it uh on opening weekend as well i'll see it sunday uh but for now maybe just uh a little taste of expectations. Um, how are you feeling going into Guardians 2 tonight? You know, if it's going to carry the same spirit the first uh, Guardians of the Galaxy uh, delivered, uh, I think they're going to do well. I mean, yeah. it's, you know, it's not... I mean, when the first Guardians came out, it's, you know, it's 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 very different. It's not the A-list cast of your Marvel heroes. Yeah, They're generally unknown heroes that, you know, that that don't necessarily have a toy line or a t-shirt line not um, before at least not before <laughs> yeah. yeah and then look at the success the the movie has brought and you can't you can't you, can, you know you can't turn a corner without seeing guardians of the galaxy merchandise yeah um sure. yeah I, I i have my expectations are pretty high i feel like it's i want to say it's it's going to meet my expectations 
um, just because it sort of takes a different approach. It doesn't. Uh, would you agree with me that it's not the kind of like story that takes itself completely seriously? It's not totally dark. It's a little. It's a little brighter, right? Oh yeah, yeah. It's definitely lighter. It's it's, it's funny. You know, it's a funny franchise for sure. You know, for me, I think. Um, you know, I too really enjoyed the first Guardians of the Galaxy, and you know, like you said, it kind of came out of nowhere. You know, there, there are all these these characters that I certainly wasn't familiar with. I knew a little bit about Rocket Raccoon, but that was it, man. I didn't know anything about Drax or Gamora, Star Lord, all, uh, all these guys. You know, um, that said, from what I gather for for Volume Two is that. It seems like it feels kind of like the same thing over. They're just kind of continuing what we saw in part one. And don't make, don't get me wrong, you know, part one, the first movie was great, but um, I wonder if if it's just kind of the same thing over again. You know, I think Marvel Studios movies work best when they change uh, from movie to movie. You know, good examples: the the Captain America trilogy. You know, part one versus part two versus part three, very different. All three are very different movies. You could argue different genres, you know? Um, And sometimes Marvel Studios gets into a little trouble when they try to do the same thing over again. I think we saw that uh, with Iron Man 2. You know, I felt like they were just kind of rehashing part one and it didn't didn't work as well. Um, So yeah, a little bit of reservation there. Um, but not to say I'm, I'm, I'm uh, not looking forward to Guardians 2. No, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it for sure. I think it's got a lot going on inside because to, you know, to piggyback on your point about how you, know, you didn't really know who Drax was, you didn't really know too much about Star-Lord, is there's a level of flexibility with, with, and, and crea- with creativity there where you, know, you take Iron Man or Captain America or Thor, people already have an idea of how they are supposed to be. You know, people have already an expectation of, of what they want to see. Whereas with sort of these B-list characters that not everyone really knows, there's more flexibility to be creative with them. And I think that has that's what Guardians has going for it. Mm-hmm. That's a great point because, you know, you have certain beloved characters who have, you know, who have been around for a long, long time, Iron Man, Captain America, etc., there's kind of uh, there's some things you just simply can't do with those characters, especially in a big mainstream movie. You know, like turn Cap into a, a Hydra Nazi. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, you know, you take you take a Star Lord or a Rocket Raccoon. Um, yeah, there's maybe some more wiggle room there. Even now, there there are more household names now. But I think you can take uh, some risks there. So. I would love to see that to to take them into wild new directions. So we'll see how that plays out. Yeah. I'm I'm curious what it would be like for someone that is exposed to these characters on screen first, then diving into the comic book and and them having an opinion about the comic book, saying, "Wait a minute, that's not what Star Lord's supposed to do." Can you imagine? Because <laughs> for us, it's always been the opposite. Yeah, like, yeah. We've known these characters in in, in you know in ink and, and in pages. And we have an expectation of what we want to see on screen. Uh-huh. Yeah, hey, you know, we we bring up the fact that we weren't super familiar with these characters, but I guarantee you there's people out there who 
are knowledgeable. They know they've known these characters for a while, and yeah, maybe they're like, "Hey, that's not my Star Lord," <laughs> you know. I have yet to run into one though. I uh, me neither, but hey, I'm sure they're out there. That's that's the uh, that's the geek way, you know, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So yeah, let's talk about uh, Free Comic Book Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited for it. Me too. And before we talk about Cape and Cowl's offering specifically, uh, maybe talk a bit about the history of this a little bit. You you went to the first ever Free Comic Book first Day, right? First ever, yeah. Wow, am I dating myself? Um, yeah, the first Free Comic Book Day was back in 2002. Mm-hmm. And uh, it rolled alongside the release of the of, of Tobey Maguire's first Spider-Man movie, and uh, I thought I thought it was a great uh, you know it, when it was first released or when it was first announced I thought it was I was like I thought it was a great idea to bring you know foot traffic into the shops, um, you know to let to sort of grow awareness of like comic book shops still exist. <laughs> yeah, people still read comic books. Right, right. Um, yeah, I, I I was always uh, you know. I was always for that. Like, hey, let's you know, look at look at what comics have to offer. Yeah, yeah, and you know, it's been around a while, like you said, two thousand two. But you know, that's not that long ago, considering how long we've seen comic books being been around. You know, so um, and also, it's interesting that we just kind of found this out today that. Free Comic Book Day weekend, almost always there's a major Marvel movie release, right? Oh, I've always known that. Oh, you've always known that? <laughs> You're bullshitting, right? No, I've always known that. And it's really? always been a big Marvel movie, yeah. Oh, shit. See, I didn't know that. That's pretty interesting. You know, like, to me, Free Comic Book Day is, is just general comics, right? But now that I know that every one of these coincides with a major Marvel movie release... I kind of wonder, you know, is there like some behind the scenes thing going on? Did Marvel push for this? Are they part of part of the origins of it? You know? And so this is before, and this is before Disney bought Marvel. And at the time, yeah. there were, this wasn't. Let's see, Spider Man. When Spider Man came out, this was a time where not every summer blockbuster movie was a comic book movie. Yeah, that wasn't the case. Right. It wasn't until what was it like maybe X-Men or Iron Man that we started seeing more and more comic book movies being the big release for the summer. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's and, and it know. was, and it was Marvel that was at the forefront of that. That's why I always remember it's, it's always a Marvel movie mm-hmm. yeah. um, because of what Batman begins came out in 2000. Was it six? I can't remember. A while ago. Um, and you know, we had, you know, with the sequel and there, it, it's not like there was a big DC movie coming out. Yeah, no. This summer, am I, am I right? Well, no. I'm I'm looking at this list for for Marvel movies released or, or for movies released on Free Comic Book Day weekend, mm-hmm. and you know, like I said, it's all Marvel. You know, I'm seeing Spider Man, Spider Man Two, X Men Origins Wolverine, Iron Man, Iron Man Two, Avengers, Avengers Age of Ultron. You know, it's all Marvel. So, and they're they're you know like you were saying. Um, there's there's a lot of fucking DC movies too, but so the DC movies that come to mind are Batman Begins, right? Yeah. And then what was it two or three years later? It was Dark Knight. Then another two or three years, Dark Knight, uh, Dark Knight Rises, and then somewhere yeah. in there we had Superman Returns. Right. <laughs> and if I'm not mistaken, every one of these movies you just mentioned 
were summer movies, right? They could have potentially fallen on Free Comic Book Day weekend, they right? could have. Yeah. But they didn't. But they didn't. What's up with that? Marvel, well, Marvel was already scheming. You know, I, the more I think about it, there's, there's something there, I think. Remember, too, we talked about this before, how Civil War and BVS were slated for the same release date for a while. So they, they had to adjust it. They, they did eventually adjust it. But was that date that they were both on for, for a while... Was that Free Comic Book Day weekend? I think it was. Wait, for BVS? <laughs> yeah, BVS and Civil War. So, so I'm, I'm looking at the internet right now. Civil War did release on Free Comic Book Day weekend, mm-hmm. May 7th, 2016. Okay. And if I recall, it was, it was DC that changed their release date. So it must have been BVS was originally scheduled to release... On Free Comic Book Day Okay, weekend. maybe that was maybe that was supposed to be the stepping stone for DC. Yeah, maybe they're like, well, let's we want to get in on this like Free Comic Book Day weekend thing too. But but maybe there's something going on there, and then maybe there's Marvel has their has their has Hydra like so deep <laughs> into our into our system that they can control this kind of shit now. I well, don't know. The thing is that Marvel has Marvel Studios specifically to make Marvel movies, yeah. right? And I and DC is under Warner Brothers. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know if Warner Brothers has that sort of like specific studio for their comic properties, yeah. right? I mean, so, you know, they're different they're different machines. Yeah. It is different. While Marvel was building out their Avengers universe, you know, DC was still was still on Christopher Nolan's Batman. Right, right, right. Which I love, by the way. I yeah, mean, those are my favorite Batman films. Yeah. So I don't know. It's 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 interesting. You makes it does make you kind of wonder. Like there's there's must there must be there's at least some sort of influence with with Marvel, some sort of association with with Marvel and mm-hmm. Free Comic Book Day. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> I think so. Okay, so hey, let me tell you a little bit about my experience with Free Comic Book Day. This will be pretty short because I haven't done a whole lot, you know. Um, when I've checked it out, um, well, when I first checked it out, you know, I went into a store in Oakland. Uh, it was Dr. Comics, actually, uh, on Piedmont. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, it was uh, kind of not a big deal. They had a table. F- free comic book books were on the table. I grabbed a few, walked out. That that was it, man. Was there was it crowded? Was there a line of people? It was not crowded. And Do you know how long ago it was? I don't remember, but it was some time ago. It was like I would say at least five years ago. Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe it wasn't as big a thing. But the, the most notable thing is that all it was was free comic books. And nothing no, else. No store sales. No guest appearances. No, there's nothing, nothing man. N- nothing else. Oh. So, so that's that's why I think maybe I was like, ah, this is no big, no no big deal. It's not like something I need to. Yeah, I could pass go it back up. to. Right, because I mean, a lot of the free books were books that you'd probably already bought anyway. It was either stuff I had or was not that interested in. Like usually, usually stuff I'm interested in. I'll have bought already. It's already, yes. it's already bagged and boarded in your, in your comic book box at <laughs> there, home. There you go. <laughs> uh, so, so cut to this year, and let's just talk a little bit about what Cape and Cal is doing. 
Like, hey, should, should I talk about what comic, free comic book day was like when I started? Yes, please do. So my first free comic book day, um, it was just like you had explained. It was a table full of just free comics, and the store I went to, they they used it as an opportunity to um, to promote some sales and to move some inventory, uh, and so that's what I thought it was, and that's what it sort of was for the few years to to come. It wasn't until like the last, I want to say maybe five or six years that it, it picked up a lot of steam. Mm-hmm. And the shops that I had visited for Free Comic Book Day, there'd be a line of people waiting for the doors to mm. open to get in and get their free comics. And I think the thing that I thought was great about it was that you'd see you know, people taking their kids to, to get some free comics. Um, yeah. And you know, promoting that, I thought, I, I just, it just seems like a cool experience as sort of a family event as well. Nice. Uh, so it's it's yeah it's picked up a lot of steam man it's there's there's a lot of people going out to free comic book day so yeah so i think the takeaway is that if you're like me and your last experience with free comic book day was oh just a table of free comics and nothing else guess what there's a whole lot else going on now so there's there are a slew of reasons to go visit your local comic book store on uh, free comic book day now yeah cape and cowl specifically hell yeah so let's talk about this you know um this is the cape and cowl comics podcast but i think we don't we don't promote the store a whole lot you know maybe not as much as we should but uh we're gonna do that now man come out to cape and cowl this saturday because it's gonna be awesome dude there's so many different reasons to to head out there you know, yes, there will be free comics, but there's going to be a whole lot more, too. If you are uh, doing the loyalty cards, you know, for um, gra- graphic novels or Funko Pops, it's double loyalty re- rewards on Saturday. Can I, can I point out the thing that sticks out to me the most? Sure. Is if you donate $40 worth of canned goods... Uh, you get uh, you get a free tattoo. Yeah, amazing. Who does that? <laughs> no one. Cape and Cow does that. That's right. No one except Cape and Cow. I've never heard of any anyone doing something like this. Cape and Cow did this last year, and they're doing it again this year. And um, I don't know if as anyone has seen uh, the little sneak peek that Aton gave on this year's offerings the designs available for this um but i saw it and um shit i might i might do this you know i might i might get it done this saturday you know because one of the designs that will be offered is the watchman bloody smiley face and um yeah I, i before i saw the designs in my mind i was thinking if that's one of the designs, I just might do it. So Yeah, you're going to get it front row center right, right on the chest piece? <laughs> I don't know about that. And I'm not guaranteeing anything at this point, but all I'm saying, this might happen. No. This might happen. But you don't want to cover the uh, Iron Fist tattoo on your chest, right? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, yeah, that, that's, that might be number one in terms of, like, the big the offerings that Cape and Cal has this Saturday, but there's a whole lot of others. You know, Aton's doing a giveaway, uh, the upcoming Idiot Fest, Chris Hardwick's uh, music slash comic 
convention slash festival. Um, that looks like a lot of fun. Weezer's yeah. going to be there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be there. Right on, dude. So I, I guess in some of the free comics that are, are being given away, uh, there will be kind of Willy Wonka golden ticket style. Uh, there will be passes for for this fest. So yet another reason to, to come on out. Oh, and there's an incentive for uh, being an early bird, right? Oh, yeah. First, right. first hundred people through the door. Free uh, trade paperback. Yeah. Awesome. I, I mean, wonder, th- I wonder what it is. <laughs> I wonder if uh, if if it's you know if it's a, a single the same one that, that's given out, or you get to pick out of any, or you get to pick out of select few. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's a win-win if you ask me. <laughs> Definitely. Um, besides that, there's going to be a taco truck out front, so it's just going to be it's going to be awesome. So can't recommend coming out to Cape and Cowl on Saturday highly enough, right? Yeah, how can you say no to free comics? Exactly. All right, so uh, once again, today is Thursday, May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. Um, and we are one day after New Comic Book Wednesday, but uh, we can still talk about what, what came out. Um, yeah, what's, uh, yeah, what's notable this week? Batman 22. Yes. The third installment to the button issue. Yes, indeed. Um, you yeah. read it? I read it? Yes, we both read it. Um, I know you had a pretty strong reaction after reading it. Tell me a little bit. Walk us through uh, your feelings on this one. Yeah, so this was, uh, this was a bit of an emotional book. It pulled at the heartstrings, I think. Um, in this issue you see bruce wayne interact with his father thomas wayne um from an alternate history and uh yeah it's uh you have to you have to imagine here that you know bruce wayne hasn't you know he since his parents died he hasn't talked to his his parents yeah and he's sort of you know and and he had taken this vow to uh to avenge their deaths by waging war on all criminality in Gotham and Mm -hmm. the world, right? Right. Uh, And here he is being able to speak face-to-face with his father. And, uh, you know, one of the things that he he says is that he he mentions that he if if he ever had the opportunity to say something to to his father, this is what it would be. And he tells him, uh, you know, I'm a father, I I have a son. Mm. And, you know, being a parent... Uh, you know that 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 hit pretty close to home. Like yeah. that was the one thing that he wanted to tell his father. Right, and 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 it's, in this issue, he had that that opportunity. He had that opportunity. Yeah. yeah, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the only time in any media. You know, we're talking comics, TV, and movies that Bruce Wayne has ever met his father after the, the death of, of his parents, correct? Yeah. And just to take it back a bit, so in this alternate history, uh, Thomas Wayne, it's it's his wife, Martha, and Bruce that actually die from the gunman that had held him up. And so Thomas Wayne uh, is continuing his life, and he becomes Batman. Yeah. And... Uh, 
He's he's a very brutal Batman. He he carries a gun. He shoots oh, right. he shoots yeah. people. He, <laughs> he kills, kills people. Right? He kills. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Very very uh, different. With now that I think about it, that that goes very much against what Bruce Wayne, you know, yeah. believes in and right. and the methods that he uses. Right. So yeah, um, yeah. There's definitely a lot of emotion in this issue. Did you find yourself getting emotional, welling up, maybe crying a little bit? Uh, no comment. <laughs> but the part that you was the, <laughs> the part that was interesting was at the at the tail end of the issue. Um, so Flash is rebuilding the cosmic treadmill because they need to get back to their their proper timeline. And the last conversation they have is Thomas Wayne telling Bruce, "If there's one thing that I I want you to do is don't be Batman. I want you to live a happy normal life." Yeah. And I'm like, if he's not Batman, there's no more Batman. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And and yet it's uh, it's such a powerful statement, right? It's sort of like it's not so much considering right or wrong; it's considering the happiness of your child, right? So th- that sentiment was was I just want you to be happy. So it, it's I think it's something everyone can relate to yeah a a parent just wishing happiness on their child right right and and here's the thing too this sort of leaves us with how is this going to affect batman's mental state bruce wayne's mental state Uh, yeah right is he going to take that to heart and realize oh man i've been doing this all wrong this entire time yeah is he going to (laughs) quit please don't quit yeah yeah we'll see how it plays out um uh, from my perspective, I've been a little a little frustrated with uh, these button issues so far. Um, it's certainly been fun, kind of revisiting Batman and Flash. You know, I haven't read any uh, uh, Batman or Flash comics in a long time, so it's, it's been kind of fun for me. But you know, the real reason I was reading these are to see how the Watchmen come into play here. And, um, you know, we, there's been nothing, dude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's been, so that, that initial rebirth issue, when you first see the button, it got me excited, you know. And I thought with, with this button series, okay, here we go, right? Let's, let's roll them out. Which Watchmen are we going to see? Let's, let's, let's get this going. And, well, here's the thing. I didn't, yeah. I, what I didn't want to see was I didn't want to see some sort of cheesy crossover where they suddenly show up in some yeah. random time rift. And it's like, oh, here's a Watchmen. <laughs> now they're going to try to work with the Justice League. I mean, come on. Yeah. Let's get a little more creative. I think that this is going to – I think this is sort of the stepping stone. And I think we, I think we will eventually see the Watchmen somewhere mm. uh, along the line. Um, but I think it's going to open up into the bigger expanded universe of DC and the Justice League. I think the Watchmen just being within like Batman and Flash storyline. I think, I think that's I think that stage is too small. I think there's a bigger yeah. stage that's going to be opening up. Okay. Well, I like the way you just put that because you know the the difference between rushing something out and making it cheesy um, versus you know setting it up right. And introducing or reintroducing the Watchmen the right way—that's um, something. That's something I can wait for. 
you if know, Ro- if Rorschach somehow makes it makes his way back uh, and and is with Batman, I think they're going to be buddies right off the bat. I can already imagine. <laughs> it. I, I could see that. I could see that. <laughs> they, they they have some thing, things in common for sure. They've done the Batman hate Superman to death. <laughs> so I think Rorschach and Batman are going to be homies. There we go, buddy, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> love to see that. Cool. All right, yeah. So I think I can wrap things up. Um, but uh, yeah, just to reiterate, this is a fun time of year, man. There's just all kinds of stuff happening. Happy May the Fourth. Happy Free Comic Book. Yeah, I hope to see you day. guys on Saturday. Yeah, see you guys out there. Um, happy Guardians Two release. And uh, yeah, I think we can uh, close this puppy out. Right on. This is Rainier signing off, and Henry saying farewell. Peace out. See you guys.